In a podcasting world filled with true crimes, insane interview podcasts, and gross celeb news stories, Bryce and Ren, that's us, try to do the impossible. Create a podcast that'll help you survive your commute or workday. Bryce and Ren and Ned's Declassified School Survival Guide. Today we'll be discussing Season 1, Episode 4 of Ned's Declassified titled Seating and Tryouts. My name is Bryce Henderson. I'm one of the co-hosts of this podcast. Uh, with me as always to break down all things Ned's Declassified is one Renan Fontes. Ren, how's it going? Bryce, it's great. Do you remember our tryouts to host Bryce and Ren? Our... <laughs> yeah, I was very nervous. I didn't think that I was going to get cast in the role of Bryce. Uh, it's really lucky our names are Bryce and Ren. I don't know if it did if that did us a service or a disservice, like if that helped us or not. I feel it had to be in our advantage, right? They, you know, mm-hmm. it's you know how like a Mary Kate and Ashley Olsen in yes. a full house. Mm-hmm. They, they got two of them. Yes, so they get two of us. Mm-hmm. Are you um, so to that point? Because it was what there's like certain laws about like how long a child can be like a, a yeah. toddler can be on screen so they had yeah. to swap out babies um but they you... didn't want early on they didn't mm-hmm. want uh mm-hmm. viewers to think that michelle was played by two different actresses so in yes. the opening credits for like the first season it just says mary kate ashley olsen as if that's her really full name maybe we should have done full house this is some pretty good knowledge that you have ren oh i mean we'll get around to it eventually yeah, there's always another wheel. Um, yeah, I was just going to propose, do you think that we should have, um, ha- you and I should audition people to play like our alternate selves for like, if there's, you know, if we get like every 30 minutes or like 45 minutes into a podcast, we can like swap with them or something like that. That'd be an, a fun April Fool's to, uh, mm-hmm. we hire two people, we stripped yeah. out an episode, we hire two people to record it as if they're Bryce and Ren. And then we yes. just put it out like it's normal. We and these, our- these two people will never have met. So they'll have stiff chemistry with our jokes. We'll ask for, uh, it'll be, uh, we'll put it on Craigslist. And oh, we'll we have- cameo this. We'll just buy super long cameos. Yeah, I'd rather put it on Craigslist. Then cookie. <laughs> I'd rather. <laughs> oh, man. I'm um, done with Craigslist if you feel like we can get through it safely. I've never dealt with Craigslist personally. I bought a few things off Craigslist. Okay. So, um, I've also you, rented rooms through Craigslist, actually. Well, yeah, you're our, our resident Craigslist guy. I am. So, we'll have you, uh, I'll let you deal with the Craigslist people. Yeah, I'm, I'm always C listing. That's, that's what we call it. C listers. Craigers. <laughs> yeah. We're always Craig listing. That's what us C listers say. Who is Craig? Never mind. Craig? I'm not going to, no, we got to, let's talk about meds. <laughs> Last last episode, Ren, you and I uh, talked nonsense for like 13 minutes before the <laughs> like ever even mentioning Nets. So it was, we got it. It was worth it for a two hour episode. Yeah, three episodes uh, in. Mm-hmm. All right. So <laughs> today we are discussing uh, this uh, episode seating and tryouts. Uh, 
is there anything else before we dive in? Uh, this is my least favorite episode so far. I'm just gonna say that up front. Okay, I'm that's feeling. What, that's what I was feeling at the end of it. I feel as if for me, this was the most lopsided episode that we've gotten, where I felt like one half was a lot stronger than the other half. I agree. I agree that one half was stronger than the other half. I mm-hmm. wasn't super into both of them, but that's mainly because the stronger half, in my opinion, mm-hmm. had a lot of missed opportunities. Kind of, kind of circling back to how we discussed last week, that unrelatability. Yeah. But we'll, we'll get to that. Yeah, I'm trying to... Um, I was thinking as I watched this episode a little bit about, to, to that point, Ren, like, what is what is Nedzi classified? What makes a good Nedzi classified? What is it, like what are the strengths that the show can really be leaning into? And I guess a good episode to me would be an episode that leans into that strength in the same way that with Corey, I would always feel like a, a good episode had a strong boomer moment. Yes. That's um, right. I was trying to figure out um, like what element of this show feels like, okay, this is, this is what makes this Ned's. So I'll say this, cause this, mm-hmm. this is a realization I had watching it. Mm-hmm. The first two episodes I gave, more positive reviews to and last week in this one i was less keen on though i did like last week's for the most part yeah but i feel like one thing this week and last week have in common is that they both have really weak tips Mm. like the central tips that we get they're flawed for the characters who are using them which is just part of the storytelling but Mm -hmm. at their core i just feel like they don't resonate well they they, they kind of already lost that useful relevance that they had in the first two episodes. Yeah. It already feels like they're kind of they're kind of making tips up to just kind of move the plot just along instead it. of making it organic to the setting. Yeah. I, um, I, for me, like, I, I was thinking that too. I was thinking about, do the tips make that big of a difference? And I think that it not only is the tips themselves, but the placement and use of the tips within the episode um, that I think matters. Yeah. So, um, all right. So I, I think that's kind of some good table setting. Are you ready okay. to, to talk seating? All right. Let, let's sit. Let's take our seats. Let's, let's sit down. Sit down. I think that's a thing that people say to yeah. like other people. You know, they tell sit. them to they tell them to sit. Well, that's like talking to a dog. I'm, I'm talking I mean, more like. What if you're at a dinner table and things are getting really heated? And like you stand up and I go sit, down. sit, sit, sit down. <laughs> In the middle of a fight, I think. No, you you just stood up. You know, things got intense during a con. Like, mm-hmm. um, let's uh, let's did say argument. We're at fajitas and Rita's. It's that yeah. night you wanted to go see Kinky Boots with your parents. Okay. Yes. And you stand up because they bring you the quesadilla, but it has chicken in it chicken in it and then yeah. i say shit yes <laughs> it's, not, it's not like aggressive i'm not mad at you but no you know the, the scenario <laughs> called for it i feel like the tone that you're using doesn't portray that you aren't mad at me though no why if if you were to say sit to me like that i would be nervous i would, I would sit and i would be like i think he's mad at me scared scared yeah <laughs> you scared potter um uh, <laughs> so all right. In this episode, we start with Ned introducing uh, the concept of seating. Okay. It's a very universal. I was actually really excited for this episode segment because mm-hmm. I, you know, I, I liked finding a good seat in school. I liked yes. finding a good seat in the bus. I liked having a good seat in class. I liked sitting mm-hmm. at a good table. Yeah. What about you? No, I, I agree. I feel like um, to like 
it more so in college it's so weird like I, I always think more back to college because that's like what I feel more cl- closer to mm-hmm. um but like I was always so protective over my seat you know because in college you don't have assigned seats it's kind of just yeah. like wherever you sit is where you sit and so if you come in and someone's sitting in your seat then that's like right for it yeah we got something something to deal with yeah so I thought it was a fun concept uh and Ned introduces like the wide spectrum of seating that we'll be learning about in this episode such as like the cool sitting at the cool table at lunch uh, which ends up taking a lot of focus it's uh yeah yes um sitting in the back of the bus and uh sitting in the back of class right so often people like to sit in the back of places in elementary or or middle school in this case Uh, yeah yeah um so ned and cookie want to sit at the cool table this is at lunch and they decide that they will sit at the cool table tomorrow the cool table is uh it has Susie crabgrass um seth uh powers Powers, thank you i was gonna i was like seth green but no that's uh that's not him it has seth powers seth green seth myers (laughs) seth uh, mcfarlane he's there (laughs) yep uh the meeting of the seths danny craven Mm. yep and then they all get together uh and you know the sixth day of the week is of course saturday (laughs) where they all go and they uh they uh worship the seventh seventh (laughs) the seventh (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Um, no, so it's all the popular kids that, w- that we have grown to know and not really love yet um, sitting at this cool table in the cafeteria. Was there uh, a cool table at your cafeteria? Um, I think uh, yes. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that it's the um, in high school, the boys sat at one table. And then the, the girls sat another, like the boys who did uh, like sports and uh, athletics yeah. sat at one table and the girls who did sports and athletics sat at the other. And like those were the two groups that would most more likely intermingle. Where did I you think. sit? What was your, uh, what was your Like take? the awkward kids probably. <laughs> yeah, I, I wouldn't really know what to label what my friend group was in high school, but I would say probably like the awkward kids. Yeah. Yeah, we didn't really belong anywhere else. So yeah. Uh, what about you theater kids yeah see we didn't have a good theater program so i didn't i missed out on on those vibes we also had a bad theater program we just had a big theater program yes yeah you had more high participation we had bodies low turnout <laughs> but yeah. not on uh, the budget mm-hmm. yeah um okay so with this scenario so ned and cookie they want to sit at the cool table Moses is oh, like yeah but These but why their friends no um and that's, that's what Moe's asked them and cookie's like in the same way that you want to sit on a cool toilet seat do you like sitting on a cool toilet seat i don't know what that what, means what's your preferred toilet seat temperature i'm not gonna do the that make toilet no no <laughs> thank you um yeah no uh <laughs> no thank you to that yeah so i thought that was that was a strange little comment from so cookie. did ned and Moe's though yeah uh, and so Moe's, she's like, I got to go. I got to get to class um, to avoid the bad seat. There's like a broken seat in the back of the class. And my question, Ren, is why is the seat here? Uh, there were a bunch of seats like that in Tuxbury. Yeah, okay. Where yeah, it's, constant. That is, That was mm-hmm. not, uh, I don't think, fabricated for Ned's. Okay. I think one of the writers mm-hmm. probably sat in a seat like that yes. in school. 
Because Moe's, in this case, Moe's literally touches it and the whole thing, like, falls to shambles. Because think, think about how underfunded schools are in general. They gotta, yeah. they gotta hold on to what they have. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, and so that desk falls apart, so Moe's is then forced to sit in the front of the room, uh, which is uh, new for her. I she's love the little musical transition. Of, yeah. Uh, the closer she gets, the classical music starts blaring. I noted that too. Um, she goes from the, the chaos in the back to the the peaceful in the front with uh, Martin. I, I don't know if this is the first episode that gives us his name, but. I think it is because I did. I haven't noted it before. Yes. Uh, with Martin, who he was previously, I believe, the, the squirrely kid. Yes, he was the squirrely partner. Okay. Yes. Um, so he's like high energy, very talkative. He plays, he's uh, like a side character similar to Lisa Zemo. Is. Yeah. Right. So um, Moses is there. She, uh, she listens to Sweeney teach. And then our next scene, we're in back in the hallway. Cookie has a pad with a bunch of springs on it, referred to it as the butt bouncer. <laughs> Did you ever have a butt bouncer growing up? I didn't. No. You never saw the commercials for the butt bouncer? This was a no. Are you playing? You're playing. <laughs> uh, no. Uh, no, this is a little bit of cross promotion with Nickelodeon. The Nickelodeon butt bouncer. Butt it's bouncer. like, uh, do you remember Gak from the '90s? The slime they sold. Mm-mm. You but, might have been too young. Yeah, but uh, it was like a like a play slime. It was like orange or green, and like it smelled like shit. But you could play it and get it in the carpets and stuff, and your parents would get mad. So Nickelodeon, uh, that's like part of Nickelodeon's slime motif. Mm-hmm. So the butt bouncer is that kind of taking the extreme, you know? Yes. Yes. Okay. I get it. Um, how much did the butt bouncer go for? For it was 48 payments of $4.99. Mm, okay. Yeah. That, that feels right. Yeah. Um, so the butt bouncer. Eh. You wouldn't, you wouldn't want to, you wouldn't want to use it. No, it doesn't seem safe. It's a bunch of springs taped to what looks to be like a styrofoam pad. Well, like, is it, isn't it fun to bounce when a car goes over a pothole? It is. I don't need the butt bouncer to propel me. So. Well, think of the height you would get. Yes. Uh, and that's what most thinks of it. <laughs> when she proposes, oh, uh, so so the reason why Cookie has it is because he likes to sit in the back of the bus and the bus goes over a pothole right when it's leaving school. And Mo says, you don't need a butt bouncer. You need a bigger pothole. What do you think uh, about that? So, I mean, her logic is sound. She says Newton's uh, third law, every action has an equal opposite reaction. So if the action is the pothole, then the equal opposite reaction is cookie. Flying through the roof. Um, So yes, this is Moses' proposal. So cookie's like, okay, that's a great idea. I want to dig out the pothole more, which is hysterical uh, as a concept, I think. I, I like I like that little uh, bit. Make the pothole worse. Yep. Uh, get extra bounce. What is the one thing that like every generic adult hates? Potholes. What is Cookie now going to actively do? Increase pot the hole? size of a pothole. Children yes. are just going all around town, digging up potholes, mm-hmm. making a mess out of everything. It's mm-hmm. where they come from. Just the children. Uh, okay, so Cookie, to bake the pothole bigger, he's going to go to who else but uh, Gordy, <laughs> who is wearing a groom suit. Uh, Gordy definitely went to a bachelor party and had the time of his life. He, it's, it's, he's disheveled. I, no, I don't think it was a bachelor party. I think that it was like he was supposed to get married. 
Yeah. You think he was supposed to get married? I think he was supposed to get married. You think he uh, jilted? He bailed. Yeah, he I, said... Well, he definitely oh, left her at the altar. Yeah, I got a shift at work to get to. I don't have time for this. I'm sorry. I thought <laughs> we worked this out, but... Mm-hmm. Yeah, so he's he's wearing this. Uh, doesn't ad- He just says, it's a long story, and then doesn't really address it. That's all we need. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Cookie asks Gordy for a pickaxe. Which, of course, obviously, Gordy says no one gives him a jackhammer. Yeah, he's reasonably, yes. Because, well, he does give him the pickaxe at first, I think, just to demonstrate to the audience. Oh, yeah, that's right, he does. Yeah, just to demonstrate to the audience that Gordy the janitor has... Can give a boy a pickaxe. Yeah, can give a boy a pickaxe. But then he says, wait a second, no, 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 no. You need a jackhammer and adult supervision. And so Gordy's going to be that adult. Gordy's a good guy. He's so funny. Oh, this had me in stitches. And this is... Okay, so the cookie storyline in the first part of this episode, um, I really enjoy. Me too. I I think that it's probably the strongest of the different plots that we see in both parts of the episode tonight. I agree. And I think it's a shame that the episode starts off strong. Yeah. And then yeah. I, I, think, I think it gradually gets worse mm-hmm. as we go on. Yeah. I, so, and I think that this rolls into what I'm kind of looking for in a good Ned's episode, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. is that I like, uh, and I've talked about it before, that this show, live action cartoon, I like when the show really leans into pushing its limits of like yeah. anything is really possible and also has a little bit of that like, um, I think of Gerald and Hey Arnold, how Gerald used to always be like the keeper of the myths and the, the stories where there's that like element of uh, like in the eyes of a kid. like It's like fantastical. Yes, thank you. Um, and, and so I, to kind of build off that, yeah, like I, I agree with you that that part about Ned's like the live action cartoon is what resonates with me the most about the show mm-hmm. because there are so many shows about school for kids and they're all like fundamentally the same. They're all the co- coming of age tales. Yeah, like Ned not only has a unique framing, its identity allows it to get really wacky in a way that still feels appropriate without betraying the setting because it's established as a cartoony place immediately that Mm -hmm. like feeds into the hyperbole of being a kid and being in middle school but the show but i feel like episodes like these they straddle the line and try to make things a little bit too grounded and that misses the point it misses like yeah what what the strongest part of the aesthetic it doesn't need to absurdity Mm -hmm. well because that absurdity is is uh handled with a lot of tact in when it is handled because the whole like the premise of the show is that uh, like last episode we had sweeney step out of his uh yeah last episode we had sweeney step out of his room and there was literally like fire yeah coming out right um and so it's like you get things like that and obviously that that doesn't happen but in as a middle schooler, like when you're going through that, it almost feels like it. And like, yeah, that's it, why the show shows us that. It's like the perspective of our main characters. Like so. it, I call it the Durga of it all because I feel like <laughs> Durga captures that feeling best. It's like um, so harsh, relentless, uncaring. That mm-hmm. teacher who hates you, who you just vilify in your head growing up, who you just dread going to their class. Durga is like not even low key, I think an MVP. Uh, of of this show already and yeah, Durga is uh like oh, I don't know I I've rewatched The Office like a hundred times and 
on my last rewatch, out of nowhere, I found Stanley to be just the funniest person. <laughs> and I feel like this is me watching Neds right now with Durga. It's just like everything Durga says just feels so on fire and so with spirit. Um, He's hilarious. But, yeah, and I feel yeah, that way. Like I, an almost deadpan intensity, but it's not deadpan. No, no. And I feel, I almost feel that way about... Um, I, I, probably a majority actually of the teachers in this show Sweeney uh aside I, I think yeah. not really Sweeney but the other teachers that we've seen so far just bring so much life to it um okay so we get this plot hole storyline going uh the next scene Ned Cookie Moe's they're at uh, they arrive to lunch early they get to the cool table and then uh the lunch lady informs them that the kids sit at the south the cool kids don't sit at that table on Tuesdays or whatever they sit at the south side of the cafeteria. I honestly just thought they moved tables because Ned was there. Which would have been fine. That would have been like the logical thing. Like, mm-hmm. But I feel like them switching tables is the cartoony approach, which is better. It is, yes. And better so, the setting. so then Lisa, Zemo, and Squirrely, uh, Martin Squirrely then come and sit down next to them and they're like, hey, like we're here to sit with you too. Oh, Bryce, you remind me of a very good point. Okay. This episode opens with Ned and Cookie trying to find seats, right? Mm-hmm. And Lisa Zemo uh, yeah. calls them over. They're already supposed it's to be- It's a retcon, yeah. As part of the contract. Yep. Yeah. We. I, this is the, I think we've already observed at lunch, like there was an episode where Zemo, Lisa Zemo wasn't sitting with them. Yeah, she um, was absent, but she wasn't at lunch. Like, yes. As a character. So yeah. I feel like we could excuse that, but this is just the show very blatantly making it clear that that mm-hmm. didn't stick. Yeah. Um, who knows? Maybe there was uh, like an asterisk in the contract that it was just for like a week or something. Yeah, I don't know. Claire, Claire is a pretty intense lawyer. I, I trust that she would have made sure that this was followed through with. It would have been ironclad mm-hmm. legal document. Yes. Um. Yeah. So the lunch lady comes over, informs them about the south side, and then she's like, "Oh, but this is the cool cable, t- uh, the cool table too." And her delivery, and she's. <laughs> She's like, haha, right? And she points at Lisa Zemo and she's like, haha, <laughs> look at her. Uh, there's pain in the future, Bryce. Yeah, yeah, there is. Uh, that's so, the other thing, in the beans. I have a question for you. Mm-hmm. Where were you when the Dodgers won the 2004 World Series? <laughs> so this is proof that, um, that Neds doesn't take place on this uh, timeline. Because, as we know, the Red Sox beat the Cardinals in the 2004 World Series. Oh, of course. Yes, I watch baseball. You're um, not from Mass. I, I forget that a lot. Yeah, I mean, I'm from New Hampshire. We That's still root for the Red Sox. It's still New England. Right. It's, it's, the, it's the Boston Red Sox, but it's not the New England Red Sox. Oh, okay. The Patriots, though, I'm okay to, to cheer for. Yeah, of course. Okay, okay. I don't, I don't like American football. Yeah. But I like football and Ted Lasso. Oh, so do you want to talk Ted Lasso right now? I forgot to bring it up at the start. Yeah, uh, another fantastic episode. She's coming around a little bit too quick, I think. Dr. Sharon? The doctor, yeah. I think she's coming around too quick, but I thought this episode was a big improvement over the first. Okay. I... Yeah. I, I, <laughs> what are you... Are you guys talking about Ted Lasso? <laughs> <laughs> I just love the escalated conflict, you know? <laughs> yes um so is but is sam gonna be up, upset now about <laughs> ted ba- oh, i'm really like, concerned about that 
Be- yeah. That heart to heart, it's going to feel like a betrayal. Absolutely. Yeah. And Sam's already, I mean, the current team feels very wholesome. And so now putting uh, what's his face back into it. Jamie Tarr. Yeah. Uh, but they had to do it, right? He's a uh, casted regular on the show. So they needed to bring him in. Uh, it's shaping yeah. up to be a good season. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. So Cookie has danger in his beans. Ned's yep. beans, the Dodgers. Uh, and so tip, we now get a tip from Ned. Ned says, uh, he writes this tip. This is our first live tip from Ned that we've seen. Um, where it's like he makes it day of in that moment. And the tip is, if you want to sit at the cool table, just do it. Uh, so he gets up and he walks over to the cool table and he sits down and Seth says, is like, hey, Steve. Uh, and he's like, no, Ned. And Seth's like, here, let me introduce you to the crew. You got Susie, you got Darren, you got Beth, you got uh, Frank. Girl. Yeah, Ponytail Girl. <laughs> and Simon slow, Nelson slow. Cook. <laughs> and slowly transitions him. Like he's walking down the table to introduce and then walks over to, walks Ned back to his table pretty much and is like and there's jennifer mosley cook sniffle girl and squirrely uh great sequence yeah i thought i also loved ned scribbling out the tip right after yeah didn't that was a nice little uh, use of the tip format Mm -hmm. probably the best one in the episode i was just gonna say speaking of a the good use of the tip format ren yikes um at least in my opinion yikes we now get a direct tip montage from ned where Ned, it cuts from that scene to Ned walking by himself in the hall, looking at the camera, and he's like, so, you want some seating tips? Here they are. Uh, and we really just had to get the tips out of the way. Yeah, it's very, like, uh, like they didn't know how to fit this in. These All right, tips... Devin, we're going to record a bunch of these tips <laughs> today. We're going to figure out where to put them later. And because they're not even... Um, usually the tips are like put into the episode in a way that moves the story well this the, the thing is kind they're, of is they're contextualized yeah. as a narrative demands mm-hmm. you know yeah. you introduce the concept to the audience through the story instead of just jarringly cutting yeah all right here are the tips You're, you know this by you know the drill yeah uh so we see ned because this the whole buildup here is right before we had cut to this montage, Ned says, instead of sitting at the cool table, I'm gonna make an even cooler table tomorrow. Okay. So in this montage, we see him like recruit people from all throughout the school. We'll talk about the tips uh, at the end of this segment, but I, there's no need to really go through them now. But he recruits people from different walks of life in the school. Um, and so now the next scene. Mose is back in class. She gets a pop quiz and she's like, oh, I know this one. I know this one. Yeah, she does great. Because um, she's been sitting in the front. And right. then we, were you yeah. a front sitter or a back sitter? So I um, faked needing glasses in second grade. Uh-huh. And so as a result, I was then put mostly in the front of the classroom. And then I slowly moved back because I stopped wearing those glasses that I didn't really need. Yeah. And then karma would, you know, show that by ninth grade, I couldn't see much um, without my glasses. So like, I couldn't see much far away. Yeah. And so then uh, I ended up sitting closer to the board and usually being looking at the front. 
of the class. It's funny. I also stopped wearing my glasses for a while until the ninth grade when my vision got a lot worse. Yeah. Yeah. It got abysmal. And um, it was actually like I had a teacher that had recommended it because they didn't even all of a sudden it was like they would point at something on the board and I just thought it was normal. And I was like, oh, no, I can't see that from here. And he was like, um, dude, you're in the second row. <laughs> so yeah. I always sat in the back. I liked uh, I, I like being out of sight. Yeah, I, there were some classes like once I um, like my vision and stuff was like fixed up with my glasses. There were some classes I would sit in the back, but I think predominantly I would sit I would sit in the front. So, all right. Um, and so we get Gordy who is outside with Cookie, and he says while jackhammering that he wants to shred a bus bounce off the Richter sale. I wrote down the same thing. <laughs> Which I is there anything to break down in that wish that Gordy has? He wants to shred a bus bounce off the Richter scale. He wants to bounce so intense that mm. it has the I guess strength and power of an earthquake. I guess so. Yeah. That that's the only thing that can make sense to me. Bryce. Mm-hmm. Uh, did you like the lunchtime graphic that comes up after this scene? Yeah, it was nice to know. Um, this show, I think, gives too much effort into trying to walk me through the school week or the school day. And frankly, really I don't care. to understand what time it is in every yeah. single part of the day. Yeah, I, I don't care when it is. I can contextualize that they are at in the cafeteria, so it must be lunchtime. Right, I don't need to know if it's lunch the next day. I don't like we get sequences they, didn't, they yeah. didn't do that for the first three episodes when they were at lunch yeah but no we get get a lot of no but the first few episodes had had different things that indicated time moving but like just cutting to lunch indicates that though it like, does it's not needed yeah but the the show does it and i don't know like e- even in the episodes where we had where it was like oh i gotta do this by tuesday and then we got the i forget it was two episodes ago or something like that where it was yeah we got the calendar like i didn't think that was super necessary no neither Um, so but i guess it it doesn't hurt right but at this point i find it more interesting than anything that the show is Mm -hmm. going out of its way to do this yeah it really wants the timeline of events to be clear here yes um so now we're at lunch the next day ned has done his work uh he has a jazz band which is kind of like our theme song Randy, you notice that I did notice that. Yeah. Uh, jazz band is playing music that he, Ned got an AV guy to do lights for free, which is confusing. <laughs> um, and then he, Ned stole the like red velvet ropes to block off the area from the local movie theater. And this also like Chuck E. Cheese birthday party. It looks like a Chuck E. Cheese birthday party. Yeah, it does. It definitely wouldn't land well in a middle school. I feel like yeah. Ned would be made fun of. Yeah. Um, well, he, he goes for, he has a bouncer, just That's like, crazy. yeah. Bully. Billy yes. Bounce. He, he gets, uh, gets Loomer to be the bouncer and in agreement for Loomer to go swimming at Moses house on Saturday. Ned sold his friend. It happens. Yeah. yeah. That this is the second time that we've seen like Ned sell out one of his friends. Ned's great morality. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if it's for the greater good, is it worth it? Um, but part of me wishes that, uh, like, to be on a fly on the wall for Moe's to be at her house and then Loomer comes over to go swimming. What if she didn't know? 
Yeah, that's even better. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay, so the this table operates first come, first serve. So like Susie Crabgrass gets in and she thinks it's awesome. And even though she'd never be seen with Moe's um, or Martin, she thinks it's still pretty cool. Great. Uh, yeah, it's a weird table. There's like cookies all over the place. They're very like festive cookies too. Yeah. Described as yummy food by the mm -hmm. graphic. Yeah, that's the only the only things that we really see in there. Uh, so now we get like an end sequence here just to wrap up these stories. Um, Mose gets an A plus on her pop quiz, which was a quote unquote an amazing turnaround from Sweeney, who's so impressed that he then changes the classroom so the back becomes the front and the front is now the back. And so now Mose is back in the back of the room and Martin is excited to sit in the back. So is Sweeney just going to flip the class every day whenever <laughs> the kids in the back just go back to the, whatever the back is now? You never know. That's, that is kind of a fun element, right? Is like you can pick your seat, but you'll, some days you might be the front, other days you might be the back. All four sides. You never know. We should uh, teach a class like, like a podcasting class that does that. Okay. Bryce and uh, Red teach a class. Should we swap every like seven minutes though? Yeah. And I want us to, in the same way that Sweeney has uh, like that pull down map that he pulls up to then reveal uh, already written on the whiteboard, it says the new front. Um, I want us, I want that to be how it's determined is I want us to, to pull something down to reveal that we've already written the new front. So people then have to turn. I like it. Yeah. Uh, okay, so that's the end of Moses' plot. Uh, the bus, um, the bus goes over a pothole. Then Gordy and Cookie get launched and break their necks. <laughs> yep, Gordy's in a wheelchair, but it seems to have been worth it for them. And uh, the cool crew uh, ends up taking over the table. Coconut Head camped out overnight because it's I first come, first that. serve. Yeah, so I love that he slept through it. <laughs> Uh, first come first serves so the cool crew gets there Ned, Mose, and Cookie made their own monster they can't get, get in and then um, the end tip is when you're sitting with your friends you are at the cool table <laughs> sappy and not a good tip thanks Ned Yeah. very uh, smoky and we, the episode zooms out on Martin Squirrely talking to them he's talking about putting pixie sticks on his peanut butter and jelly sandwiches Ren yeah <laughs> What a nightmare. This kid's going to go ballistic. Disgusting. I can't even imagine what that would taste like. Just chalky. It's like peanut butter and jelly and just sugar. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, but that explains a lot about him, I guess. Where he gets his energy. Um, two things, Ren. Yeah. So let's look at these tips real quick. Okay. Um, and then the other thing is... Uh, I didn't go over our feedback form from last episode. Oh, you're so right. So I want to do that now. Yep. Okay. Um, so which you want to first? You want to look at these tips. Let's look at the tips first to, to round up this segment. Um, so tip 500.A was if you want to sit at the cool table, just do it. Now note that this tip is scribbled out by Ned. Uh, but I still felt like I could, like you and I should, should put it on the tier list. It is a bad tip in the sense that it blatantly does not work. Mm -hmm. but I feel like it is the best tip in the episode by virtue of its like structure and format. Like I like the idea of a tip failing in real time. And I like that Ned also creates it in real time. Yeah. Um, 
I feel like it's like B tier because of the fact that it was created on the spot and like it does fail, but it's it's an okay failure. And it's a good use of the setting. Yeah. So yeah, I'd give it a B. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, sit next to new people. And then this one is a has is a two parter. Five point one three point three continued. Try moving. I mean, mm-hmm. there is a continue. <laughs> That's the thing with this one. It like it leaves room for error, and I don't know if that's valid or not. No, sit like, next to new sense. people. Like try moving. Yeah. Like if you want to make new friends, speak to new people. But if it doesn't mm-hmm. work, just stop. Yeah. And just... I don't know he, the contingency plan of it all. Yeah, and it's like it. It's also it feels obvious, right? It does. Um, it's it's one of those things that where it's like because if the only times that you're not going to sit next to new. The only time that you will sit next to new people is if you aren't in a class with your friends. Yeah. So if you're with your friends, you'll sit with your friends. If not, you'll sit next to new people. Doesn't feel like there's a tip there. Like that's just, you know, that's well, how the, the cookie thing crumbles. It's only relevant to the episode because Ned's orchestrating a plot to create a cool table. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's not actually even <laughs> utilized correctly mm-hmm. in the episode because Ned has ulterior motives for the entire yeah. time. Uh, it feels like a D tip. Yeah, I give it a is, D. Is D the lowest? On I here? think D, D. I think D is our lowest right now, right? Yeah, so maybe it's a C. Okay. I don't feel like it's, it's the worst. Worst. Okay. Tip five fourteen point C. Uh, point seven. I'm sorry. Stay away from the window because the sun will fry you. <laughs> I mean, uh, I get it. I guess I get it, but I never had this problem in school. No, I would expect stay away from the window because you might get distracted. You might daydream often, right? I mean, it's, it's a nice. It's a if you have a nice window, why not enjoy the view, right? Because <laughs> the sun will the fry you, Ren. Yeah, I, I feel like a window setting can be nice too. Maybe you maybe you want that mm-hmm. out of the corner of your eye while you're in class, a little bit of nature. Yeah, I don't think I, get, I don't think it's fair for him to fully advise to stay away from the window. Yeah, yeah, uh, maybe for burning reasons. Yes. Um, like distraction the, would be a more valid in this episode the kid straight up is sizzling <laughs> so in that case I don't think the window did that to him no he just has burny skin he's skin that sometimes sizzles yeah skin sizzleitis mm-hmm. snap crackle and pop lightest. yeah uh, it's like a C tip yeah that's what I was thinking yeah okay um Tip 523.B. Stay away from sitting next to bullies. Okay, Ned. This is a bad tip. Like, like it's it's obvious. Do not approach the people who antagonize you. Yeah. Stay away. Mm-hmm. Don't go near them. No, ridiculous. This is I don't know who Ned thinks he's talking to with these tips. It's, these this are is just bad tips. Time. It's just an add a tip. Yeah. This is a D. Yeah. And then the episode, the final one of the episode, uh, tip 334F, when you're sitting with your friends, you are at the cool table. D. Maybe we'll yeah. create a new F tier, actually. Okay. For this for this I, tip? This, like, I don't mind mm-hmm. nice little positive messages and, like, you know, friendship. It is good. Friendship is a good thing. It's yeah. good to have solidarity with your peers. It's not right, though. But this is hokey, even <laughs> for Ned's. Mm-hmm. Like I know, I know this is like a Nickelodeon show, but still, it's never been this cheesy and just mm-hmm. like six-year-old. It also <laughs> like if the point is that the being at the cool table doesn't matter. It's just like 
when you're sitting with your friends, it doesn't matter. Should be yeah. the tip. Not you are at the cool table. Like, no. Like, yeah, no. I'm not getting into it, but no. <laughs> Uh, okay. He's not. Let's check out uh, some of these feedbacks that we All got. Right. Okay. Um, who was the best character this week? Um, Loomer's sewing crony, who is given a name by by this individual, Jerry. Jerry. I guess that's his name. Like yeah. Seinfeld. I, I think so. Yeah. Which uh, the second uh, segment in this episode tonight gives us some Seinfeld sounds at one point. I don't know if you heard those, but yeah. What's the sound when, uh, can you do the sound when Kramer comes in? <laughs> Ren, can you make the sound of a traffic accident for me? <laughs> okay. Just want to make sure that there was a, a metric there that those two things were different. Did I satisfy your needs? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Um, who was the worst character this week? Um, so this is the last week. Everyone except Moe's in Mr. Dren's class. So rude. Yeah, I agree. So rude. Mm-hmm. Uh, they gave last week's episode on a scale of one to ten, an eight. Wow. Mm-hmm. That's their favorite yet? Mm-hmm. Uh, I think so. Yeah. I'm impressed. I'm surprised. And I liked it. And then any thoughts or unanswered questions or comments regarding this week's episode. All right. We see there's a lot here. Oh, okay. Let's dive in. Oh, theory. Is Mr. Sweeney actually Satan? We see Gordy destroy heaven in lockers, which happens to be the same episode Mr. Sweeney debuts. Then in this episode, Mr. Sweeney exit out of a roof of pure fire. It's so important that they show it in the opening too. (laughs) I'm going to start paying attention to this as we move forward. I like the idea of... Uh, Gordy destroying heaven and unleash it and Lucifer Sweeney falling to earth James K. Polk middle school yeah. and giving them all free will tips yeah I don't know I don't know is there massive religious undertones that we're completely missing out on Bryce um, I'm so glad we mentioned religion in our first episode now yeah tonight um tonight when Ned was talking about the cool table is this um the the last supper Seth Powers is a very Christ-like figure. I was just going to say that. He has disciples. Mm -hmm. He preaches. Yeah. And I would say Susie, in a way, betrays him by going to sit at the new cool table when he isn't allowed in. That's right. Susie is a Judas. Yes. So, interesting. Um, Okay. Uh, They also said, also crying Bryce and his apology donut. Uh, Ren dropping Bryce on stage and the Odyssey dog might be my favorite segments of the podcast so far. <laughs> That's just some praise for us, Ren. Um, this is VG Freak 9. By the way, so, yeah, so, um, so one of the people who've been watching along with us, they've been submitting as VG Freak 9, which uh, is great. I love that. Yes. Uh, they said, forgot to add a bit about my theory. Okay, this is back to the Satan thing. Ned and his friends can't consistently call Sweeney evil. Do you know who is the embodiment of evil? Satan. Mic drop. I love I mean, you. Yeah, uh, I buy it. Uh, where does everyone go at night? Um, home, I think. Yeah, I'd imagine their homes. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, any feedback of Bryson Ren, wise talk about the whole Lindsay Shaw situation. Yeah, so. All right, Ren. Good stuff. Wait, Bryce. Yes. 
Where does Gordy go at night? Uh, well, he ch- tries to get married, but doesn't. He goes to law school sometimes. Um, does he live in the school? Or yes. Uh, no, I think he lives at the school. But like, all right, I I can see him like having an apartment in the school. But do you think he has like a penthouse or something? No, like a bachelor pad. He, or no, he- I don't. He doesn't have. It's that closet. Okay, but like overnight, he kind of decorates to personalize the school himself. Every night, Maybe he's gonna have yeah. guests over. He goes in like a classroom. Class, like yeah. It up. This is my dining room, and they say no. This is a science lab. Why didn't you take us to the cafeteria and tell us that was your dining room, Gordy? Yes. Um, this is yeah. clearly a middle school. Gordy takes a lot of pride. What? So I, I'm curious now. So which of the two segments did you like better? I liked this one better. The one that we just talked about, or tryouts? Uh, the one we just talked about. Okay, I, yeah, me too. I like uh, seating better than tryouts. Tryouts was well, a drag. What I found to be a missed opportunity mm-hmm. in seating, mm-hmm. that they focused on the lunch table, which I think was the least relatable seating thing in school. Yeah. It was like, you're not going to just like uproot your entire table and friends to hang out at a nebulous cool table. No. Like a better ex- a better focus would have been keeping it on Moses, you know, seat predicament or like have Netter Cookie be in the back or something or make <laughs> cookies bus plot about being in the back of the bus instead of creating a pothole although admittedly yeah. that was the funniest part it was of the episode. good so that would yes. have been, that would be a shame to lose it's the fault of the, the fault of the segment has nothing to do with that it's that the other two thirds moe's and ned's part mm-hmm. didn't take advantage of the concept that much and no. also you mentioned it early on assigned seats that's like yeah. the essential awful seating thing in school mm-hmm I can't get... believe they didn't focus on that as the problem. Yeah. That's something everyone can relate to and would lead to hilarious segments. Yeah. Like Ned imagine get... Ned being forced to sit next to Loomer or yeah. Moe being forced to sit next to Susie. Mm-hmm. I was just going to pitch uh, Ned sitting next to Loomer. So you and I are on the same page. Would have been so much funnier. Okay. Uh, you ready to talk about... Tryouts? Yeah. This, this, app, this segment was so bland. Yes. It was very much like, all right, we got to, I guess we do two of these for episodes. Yeah. Where it's, um, it, it follows the same pattern like three times in a row yeah. of the characters trying out for things and then they get back together, they talk about how it went and then they go and they do it again. And then- Which it's not a bad idea in theory to have such a clear act structure. Mm-hmm. Like- the way it's set up, it's like act one, the first third, all three characters are going to try out for their new thing. Yeah. Uh, act two, all the all three characters try out and figure out if they made it or not. Yeah. Act three, the resolution and consequence of whether or not they made it. Yeah. And, you know, they all meet up all three times in the same spot. And it's a way to show the passage of time in the episode with, well, also pushing the story forward. Yeah, but it reminds me more of when Corey in the house would reuse certain scenes, and that's yes. that's not what's happening here. Like, no. on a technical level, that is not what's happening here. But I feel like the humor just isn't on the same level as the structure. That it just feels dry. It feels like we're kind of going through the motions. Mm-hmm. Yes, this felt like um, it felt substantially weaker to me than the first segment. Though I will say, this is another segment where cookies part was the standout Ooh, you don't um, think so just an element of his and that's it like not not even his whole arc to me really mm-hmm. I, I felt like the whole episode was uh, the whole segment i'm sorry was pretty lackluster um 
so we get let's set it up okay okay because once it's set up with it's pretty It'll much that your, is the episode yeah. yep so ned is gonna try out uh so that we learn it's tryout day right um the teachers all put up their respective tryout forms for students to sign up ned is gonna try out for basketball because he grew two inches over the summer mose is gonna sign up for everything except for cheerleading she almost does but then doesn't because Susie signs up for it and tells Moe's that she wouldn't make the team. And then Cookie uh, comes and signs up. Right. And that's, yeah, yeah, that, that, that's it. That's it's basically the basic thing. Every character has to come do the same thing that each character did. Yes. And there, it's not like a set, a, a set piece like this doesn't have the potential to be funny mm-hmm. or like lend itself well to storytelling. No. Cause it kind of seems like, Ned being like, oh, you're not signing up for cheerleading was setting up a Moe's like, it's, you know, it's a kind of generic plot, like, but it, it is. it's fitting for like the early 2000s Nickelodeon show, like, oh, she doesn't want to do cheerleading, you know, she wants to do something else. Yep. And, yeah. you know, maybe we would explore Moe's doing, you know, other sports things or whatever, mm-hmm. but it's just kind of like absorbed into something else. Yeah, I'm also a little bit confused about the resolution to this episode, but um, <laughs> that's okay. <laughs> well, a little bit confused about what happens, uh, specifically with Moe's in the end. Um, okay, so we get the intro to the episode, and then uh, we get out of that with a tip right away, get the right equipment. Coconut Head is wearing um like a, a wrestling like like a unitard, a tight right? wrestling unitard yeah um and apparently he's wearing dress shoes as well looks great he can dance and wrestle mm-hmm. yes um ned's giving us more tips such as visualize like the pros we see cookie is visualizing cheerleading and so the the big question is why is cookie signing up for cheerleading okay once oh no yeah. he wants to he does have an ulterior motive. He does. Yeah, Ren, what is that? Because guys only do sports to impress the ladies, so Cookie's cutting out the middleman. Hysterical. I think, like, that line is very funny. I think the, the I'm gonna, this is guys only do sports to impress the ladies. I'm cutting out the sports part and going directly to the ladies. It's like, he's a smart man, that Simon Nelson Cook. And I like that he gets a comeuppance for it. He's not rewarded mm-hmm. for this behavior. No, he isn't. <laughs> yeah, and you know it's not going to go well, right? No. Um, okay, so now next scene, Ned is at basketball practice. He, we get a scan shot of like all these tall um, like middle school students. And then we get Ned, who is short, very short. He's so excited he grew two inches. Yeah, he's bragging. Mr. Monroe comes in. He yells, give me the rock. I loved Mr. Monroe's <laughs> insane dunks. This is a great little <laughs> sequence. Really funny. There's a song, like a rock song, that's like, give him the rock, give him the rock. Yeah. It's playing in the background as Mr. Monroe, the life sciences teacher, um, is he's spinning the basketball, he's shooting mad hoops, he's slam dunking left and right. Yeah, I thought it was really funny uh, and nice that they gave him this little moment to just be really silly. I didn't remember how prominent he was, but they get a lot of good mileage out of him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, 
so we get him ned's at basketball practice um ned gives some tips about like oh make sure that the coach notices you uh as they promptly show coconut head smacking <laughs> mr monroe in the head with the basketball well it w- it's more like coconut head pelting him like right in the neck between like yeah. right underneath his head as if coconut head went to pass it to no one um i feel it like it's the worst him. imaginable play imaginable place you could be hit with a basketball mm-hmm. yeah and monroe goes down hard he does, he does not get back up and so uh so we get that uh we then cut to Moe's, who's at volleyball practice she does that and then she's told to take five um uh and then at cheerleading practice with cookie durga's a uh, coach durga who runs cheerleading is going down the line she's like you're strong-willed you have strong eyes cook um and then she's like cook what are you doing here so cookie gets thrown out yeah very anti-cook for sure and so now uh the next day um hold on that's what's happening oh lily's coming in to lie down (laughs) you're gonna lie down now jen leave the door open in case she wants to go a little bit I don't know what she's doing. Okay, sorry. Um, no, she's out. All right. So uh, Ned doesn't feel good about his performance with the basketball tryouts. Um, and the next day, the cuts are posted. Right? Moe's made the cut for everything that she's tried out for. Well, Ned- that's because Moe's also beat the mile by like 13 minutes. <laughs> impressive she's not a human being (laughs) no by 13 minutes (laughs) i mean she probably did it in what like under five minutes i don't know how long it takes to run a mile you checking thank you um yes so coconut head didn't make it um and he cries so much nine to ten minutes on average so Moe's ran a negative, like, two, three minutes. Impressive. She uh, did a Superman and turned the world backwards. Right. So now Coconut Head uh, didn't make it. He cries a ton. Now Ned encourages Coconut Head to not be like Michael Jordan, but to join the community league. I think this is, like, the best tip in the whole thing. Yeah. So he's inspired. Um, Coconut Head then runs away inspired, and there's, like, a glass sound effect. We can only assume he ran into a glass wall. Yeah. And then shattered himself. Himself. Yes. Okay. Uh, Cheerleading. uh, On the cheerleading, uh, like, cut list, it says, if you're reading this cook, you did not make the team. Ha, 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 ha. That's rude. It's very pointed. Mm -hmm. Like, intentionally mocking the boy. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. And then Ned wants Cookie to give up. So, um, Yeah. Ned is very anti-cookie doing cheerleading. And that also isn't given like an arc or a plot. It's just a part of Ned's character. Which doesn't seem, yeah, it, to me it's, it felt untactful, like in a way that Ned's Declassified should have. really isn't. Yeah, should have handled it better. Um, right, because I, I feel like very it's, much like playing to, playing to the era. Yeah, I was going to say, it I feel like the expected behavior. It's a show that pushes against those, like, that expected and the, the gender stereotypes that are usually reinforced by these shows. 
At least um, Mose is positive about it. So it just ends up being like a Ned thing. Yeah. But because he is our point of view character, it's it's strange. It's something we have to kind of like stop and be like, all right, is this something the character feels or something the show feels? Mm-hmm. And and so now Cookie hires Claire to sue Durga. Uh, is this what you liked about Cookie's storyline? I like bringing Durga into it, but I was actually referring to the uh, earliest parts of it, like Cookie's okay. motivation and the fact that, you know, he ends up sucking at it, so he doesn't even make the cut anyways. Like, I yeah. like those elements the most about Cookie's plot. Yeah, I really, I personally, I really like the uh, Cookie hiring Claire piece. I, think yeah, I, I like funny. I like reintegrating Claire into here. Mm-hmm. I think the Durga scene is probably the best scene in the segment. Yeah, because now Claire sits down with Durga. Durga is familiar with the amendment that Claire uses, saying that you know people can, like anyone can, pretty much audition for or try out. I'm sorry for any any sport, no matter like their gender, creed, race, uh, sneakers, or dress shoes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, and then we get uh, so, so that happens, right? And uh, Cookie then tries to talk about it, and Claire's like, "No, Cookie, you can't talk. Um, if you have a passion, you can play." Durga says. So now Cookie has to learn a bunch of cheerleading techniques by three fifteen. Can he do it? Can he learn the cheerleading techniques by three fifteen? Time will only tell. Um, it's a. Ned is going to wear 40 pairs of socks here. How did you feel about Ned growing half a foot, Bryce? Awful. Stuck so many like... socks. Um, Moe's got into everything, but she can't pick because she's so good at everything. And then Moe's catches what she cares about most. So Ned like throws a bunch of things at her and then she catches the volleyball. So she's like, oh, I got to do that. Does that make sense to you? Do you feel like this is yeah. a sound logic to follow? Yeah, I follow it. Like if someone threw a baby and treasure at you and you caught the treasure, would you feel like you made the right choice because you caught it? I think so, yeah. I guess that makes sense. Yeah. It's important to be confident in your decision-making above all else. Um, okay, and then Ned, yeah. Uh, so now Cookie needs tips because he has to learn all these like all these things for cheerleading. Yeah, daggers, herkies, handsprings, and tumble runs. Yes, I don't know what any of those are, Ren. They're all like different kinds of snacks. Yeah. Like a herky, a hostess herky. <laughs> mm-hmm. A herky leg. Boar's head tumble run. Mm-hmm. That would always get handsprings and daggers at Charlie's. Mm-hmm. My favorite snacks. All right. Um, so then Ned tells Moe to not give cookie tips. And then. That's he's... right. Ned has absolutely no tips. He refuses yeah. to help his friends because he hates male cheerleading that much. Yeah, he's really, really not a fan of it. Um, okay, and so then this happens. They then go into like the final auditions for everything, right after the tips. Yeah. Um, and Mose does the cheerleading and is like very impressed. Well, Spirit runs through her like a wild stallion. Or wild Mustang, sorry. <laughs> um, okay, so yeah, I, I I thought it was a very funny comment from Durga. Me too. Um, 
to all of a sudden say this. And so, uh, so we get this and then now we're into the final like tryouts for everything. Um, Ned falls all over the place cause he's wearing 40 socks. And then uh, Cookie is going to try his darndest, but fail. And he fails miserably. Mm-hmm. He sneezes while being the bottom of the human pyramid. Yeah. And they all fall. And then we get a funny like reaction shot throughout all this segment from Claire Sawyer. She uh, puts her ha- head in her hands a lot. Mm-hmm. A lot. I yeah. actually did not like this montage. I felt like it was the, the theme song playing on loop for like two minutes while we just rotated between our three main characters. Yeah, it was. Uh, Mose and Susie pelting each other with volleyballs. Funny, but not funny enough to <laughs> salvage the montage. No. Ned being bad at basketball. Okay. It's fine. Yeah. But like it went on too long and I, I really don't like the theme song to be honest. No. Or at least it's, that part of the theme song. That's like the worst part. It's very repetitive and we got like the long form of it. Yeah, it was not great. So now um, they go through all these auditions. Um, Moe's and Susie, yeah, they're back and forth with each other. Um, does Moe's audition for cheerleading? She helps Cookie practice in yeah, Durga but, season and she makes her co-captain. co-captain. Okay, I don't so she doesn't need to try out. I don't think she puts her name on the sign-in sheet at the start of the episode. Okay. It was confusing. So, because at the end of it, so now after all this, Cookie gets cut, which makes sense. And then Claire's like, Cookie's like, I'll explore my legal options. And Claire's like, you have no legal options. Uh, you stunk. You were bad. It was just Claire being Claire. Yeah. You know, she says it how it is. Yep. And then Ned uh, didn't make it either. So he most... sabotaged himself mm-hmm. by wearing 40 socks. the thing i think i don't know if this was intentional by the episode Mm -hmm. but i noticed that ned was actually playing well during the first half of the segment like yeah he he scored every basket he shot he only like ran into trouble when seth started blocking him yes so like he could have realistically made the team had he not worn 40 socks but that's not really commented on by the episode yeah he felt like he needs to be so much bigger and like better than he actually is so all right um so we get that and then uh mose made volleyball as a co-captain with Susie. plot twist and she's questionably on the cheerleading team as a co-captain i guess i'm yeah. like that's what the episode tells us the last <laughs> we heard from durga Susie and mose are our co-captains for cheerleading okay and they are the co-captains for volleyball. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> yeah, it's we'll. I'm sure we'll find out in a later episode. It'll it'll later. sort itself out. Yes. Um, okay, and then tip. So uh, we get a tip at the end of the episode from Ned, and it's get essentially taller. like, huh? Get taller. Yeah, it's essentially don't give up. Just practice, get better, maybe taller and make it next time. Like Ned's in the community league. Cookie is cheerleading solo, which is interesting um, for the community league. And that's that. And he splits his groin. He does. Thanks. Doesn't, <laughs> the end. Doesn't go well. Uh, okay, let's go through these tips, Ren. Okay. Um, to see what we got. So we have when... Okay, uh... 
the first the episode opens with being first doesn't help your chances, which is like when it comes to signing up on a tryout sheet. Um, do, uh, do people think it matters? I don't like if there are limited slots, it kind of does matter. Mm-hmm. Like they don't have all day. Yeah. So, I would it, say it could it, backfire. It better to sign up early because then you have a guaranteed spot. Yeah. Like, no, it doesn't help your chances, but kind of, Ned's kind of going against common sense on this one. Mm-hmm. It's like, just bide your time. It'll be fine. Yeah. No, it's like, a, I feel like, like a C tier. Yeah, I'm thinking C tier. Okay. Um, get the right equipment. I think it matters, right? To how like you want to get shoes that are comfy, you want to get things that fit. Like get cleats if you're mm-hmm. doing a sport that has you running. Mm-hmm. It could be the difference between a good or a bad one. That's true. All right, mm-hmm. not a bad tip. No, be be prepared for the sport you want to play. Yeah, yeah, that's smart, reasonable. Maybe like a, I was thinking like a B tier. I'm thinking that like a right. bad tip, but definitely not top tier. We haven't had any like top tier tips here. No, we haven't. All right, uh, tip eighty eight. 3.2c make sure the coach notices you like i feel like that just falls under common sense yeah like if you're going at a tryout of course you want them to you want the coach to notice you um can't really do it but like i wouldn't go out of your way to make sure the coach notices um and then lastly yeah i gave it a a a c yeah let's do c yeah and then lastly we get don't give up just practice get better maybe taller and make it next time I even that's a D tier. Yeah. Yep. Get taller. The fact that get taller is in there drags it down a bit. No, thank you. Yeah. All right. Ren, are you ready to talk report cards? I with am ready to talk this crew. Cards. Okay. <laughs> you seem very ready to talk report cards. I was born ready to talk report cards. Okay. All right, so we have our honors here. Do you have anyone you want to talk about tonight? Uh specifically so just really the the honors crew um and i want to go ahead and make one for uh a boy martin you want to make one for martin yeah i feel like we've now seen something from him what's martin's last name uh squirrely squirrely uh is it quirly i thought i always thought it was squirrely but i guess they did they did Quirly to U W E R L Y Quirly. All right. I also wanted to add Susie Crabgrass to the list today. Yeah, it's her time. So social status for Ned definitely goes up. Yes. Why do you feel that? Table. But did he get the credit? That first that that first day at least. Mm-hmm. And he made some new friends through the process. Yep. So that's definitely putting your name out there. Was it making friends or was it calling in favors? I mean, you got to have some level of status to call in a favor. Yes. Yeah, I feel like this was less of a social status thing and more of a power thing. You think it's power? Yes. I I think think by virtue of him interacting with all these different cliques, though, it gives him social status. Yeah, no. I I I think it could be both. Yeah. I think maybe both get a tick. So social status, we had him at 75 at a C last week. But we put him up to a B minus. Yeah, let's put him up to a B minus. That's okay. a good bump. And power, I'm thinking from D minus to C plus. What do you power think? Power from D minus to C plus. Or from C- D plus D- to C plus. Uh, C minus. Yeah, okay. I was like, that feels like a, a more reasonable jump. Yes, we'd put okay. him at uh, uh, 72. Yes. Yep. 
Okay, stamina? <laughs> did anything, did he have to prove his stamina? Or basketball? Basketball. So, hmm. he couldn't handle wearing 40 socks. 40 socks. But he also <laughs> didn't have to have his legs amputated after wearing 40 socks. True, unlike Cookie. Yeah. Well, Cookie didn't have to, yeah, but he had to get his coat sawed off. He did? So, what so. are we thinking here? Well... Uh, if there's, if it's a good thing, then there's no change. We can just leave him at an A. Yeah, I feel like we just leave him at an A. Okay, that works with me. Yeah. What about when it comes to Moe's? Um, what are we thinking about Moe's? Well, do we want to keep her at an A for academics, or do we want to give her an A plus? I mean, she got an A plus. She did get an Ren. A plus. Uh, but it bothers me that we've kept her. She's been in the A range, A minus A range since the start but this week we learned that she's turned things around implying that she was not always an a student at least in science and i don't think the first three episodes telegraph that no i i agree um yeah i feel like we give her an a plus a hundred okay. the Social rare hundred uh most yes. got into everything does that have to do with social though well that's definitely gonna make her popular but Okay, yeah. You're the person who's going to get into everything. Yeah. And she wanted more friends who were girls, and she'll likely meet a lot more girls. And she's two. She's the co-captain of two different teams. Yeah, I feel like this is a B. I was thinking B as well. Okay. What about power? I think she showed some real power uh, beating the mile by in negative two minutes. Yeah. Destroying Susie with volleyballs. Super duper powerful here. What is um, A or A minus? A minus. Okay. Um, yeah, I think Moe's is definitely our most impressive person we got going on here. Because now looking at stamina, she got into everything, Red. She did. How how could we not give her an A here? I think we have to give her an A plus in stamina. And yeah. I mean, she worked her butt off. So, yeah, I'd give, her that, give it to her. So all that leaves us is Simon Nelson Cook. Nelson Cook, yeah. The all Cookster. Right. So academics, he didn't get any grades this episode, but he was smart enough to hire Claire Sawyer, future lawyer, to fight mm -hmm. against Durga. I don't think that affects his academics. If there I want to was... mention his knowledge. Yes, okay, I was just going to say, if it was a general knowledge piece, it would, but where it's academics, I don't think that... I don't think it bumps it. Does his social status go down for making a fool of himself at tryouts? Uh, yeah. Yeah. We think it, well, how low? He's well, B right now. from local bad boy to bad at gymnastics and cheerleading, um, I think it brings him down to a C. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. He's, he's cheering alone on the court side of the community games. And he breaks his groin. Yeah. Uh, how much power does he have? We have that an A minus. Did he display much power this episode? Um, the he Jack Jeff Cameron was powerful. Yeah, yeah. The so mm -hmm. I'd keep him at, at the A minus stamina. Right. Mm. He did create a larger pot hole. Yeah, he did have it in him to handle the butt bounce and break his neck. Yeah. I think uh, we should bump him up from an F to a D plus. Okay. So the whopping from a, that's numerically, that's a 64 to a 65. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm happy for him. So 
All right, let's look at our, our CP friends then. Okay. Um, so we wanted to add Susie Crabgrass and Martin Quirley. Yeah. And I also wanted to talk about Loomer. Okay. Sounds good. So Susie Crabgrass, um, how do we think, where do you think she's at? Academically? Academically. She's a foil for Moe's. Yes, she is at this point I in time. I feel like she has to be in similar tier as her as we go. I'm mm -hmm. willing to put her at an A- minus and give Moe's the edge academically. Okay. And this is mainly just going off like foil stuff. Mm -hmm. Nothing like concrete. She's yeah, she's just slightly slightly below Moe's academically. I agree there. Right? She comes off as a, someone who's probably gets good grades. But conversely, we have Moe's at a B for social status. I feel like Susie would be at a firm A+. Plus. A+, plus, yeah. She's at the cool table. She seems... She's kind of mean. Yeah. But, yeah. Crabby. Yeah. Um, but I, I agree with that. Um, so social, we can give her that that 100. Power. What do you think? Um, I mean, she's co-captain of cheerleading and volleyball. Along with Moe's. Yeah. So she's at least as good as Moe's. As Moe's. And Moe's... Be... Yeah, that's what I would think. And stamina. Mm -hmm. I don't know what this means for Susie Crabgrass. Well, she could keep up with Moe's. So let's put her at an A. Okay. So we got her at that A. Uh, who else do we All got right. going on here? Let's, let's do Martin and then we'll Martin? wrap up with Billy. Okay. And maybe I, maybe I want to look at Gordy. Okay. Yeah. I mean, that was quite the pothole. I don't know where he's currently at, but... We can, right. we can look at Gordy. Yeah. All right. So, Martin... Academically, he's a smart kid. He helped us Seth Powers complete his project. Yes. So I'm gonna yeah. put him at. I feel we can put him at his, at an A. Mm -hmm. He didn't just help. He like did the project. He did it. He did it. Yeah. Uh, social status. This kid's not popular. No, which bumps me like, out. He's not like coconut level, coconut head level, but yeah, I feel like he's a, he's on his way to becoming a social pariah. <laughs> Talking about pixie sticks on uh, peanut butter jelly sandwiches. Yeah. Just, just stop. Stop. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Sit. <laughs> Sit. Sit, Martin. Uh, D? <laughs> yeah, I think I think solid D for that one. Yeah. Uh, Do we think he's powerful? Do I think he's powerful? I mean, how much Pixie's... What, what, no. No, I don't think he's powerful. You want to put him in a D again? Yeah. Yeah, I think he can only go up from here. Yeah stamina how much can this boy take oh he i mean if you look at how much he talks jesus that's right that's a good point actually yeah do you prevent an a minus no i think like a b like he's like an 85 a b all right a b mm -hmm. so all right let's check out what loomer's up to okay so loomer as of last week uh is a what is this he's a d minus in academics a d minus in social status he has a b minus in power and a b plus in stamina i feel like his power should go up for the bullying for his bouncering yes i'm thinking of a boost to a b the cool table lives and dies by him that's a good point maybe I a feel b like, plus, actually. yeah i think he's up to a, a b plus there 
And I think this increases his social status by quite a bit. Yeah, I think so as well. It gives him a better rep. Uh, thinking from D minus to C. Yeah, I was thinking that as well. All right. Always on the same page, Ren. It's yeah. making this easy, but it'll make our disagreements bitter and painful. Mm. Okay. Uh, and then academics, we didn't really see much else from him. I feel like he's still 65. No. Stamina. Yeah. Eh. We have him at a B plus, I think, based on uh, something. What, his mummying? I feel we can leave it at that. Yeah. So. All right, okay. 40. Yeah, I just want to check out to see how he's doing at the moment. Um, academics, we have Meta C. Social status, 82, so B minus. Power, he's at a C plus, and then he has an A minus for stamina. I feel like his power needs to go up because mm-hmm. he had the jackhammer in the picture. Jackhammer. And the, yeah, what is he doing with that? Like, there's a there's a lot to Gordy we don't know. Is Gordy Hermes? He might be. He might um, be a mythological figure. Yes, in the battle between uh, Satan and who's Ned? who's yeah is Ned the angel? Well, Ned is I God. Think Sweeney is Lucifer in this situation, so Sweeney is the fallen angel. Ned yeah. is man. The guide, I guess, is a uh, forbidden fruit. Yes, and the <laughs> tips are lust. Is coconut head the together? coconut head? Is uh, can he be the ark? Ark like Noah's ark? No, Noah's ark. Oh, ar- yeah, his uh, hair. His hair. We can yeah. fit two of every animal in there. Yep. Arkhead. Yeah. Um, yeah. So we think his Gordy's power goes up to what? Like a, he's at a C plus right now to a B minus. Yeah. Okay. Uh, stamina. Not really. I, I mean, he did jackhammer, but that's like his, not, a, that's not his job, but like his job is to be physically fit. So, yeah. Okay. Um, last thing we have to do, Ren, is do you want to rate the episode? Yeah, let's rate it. Okay. Um, so overall, what do we think about this episode? This was, I think, the weakest episode of Ned so far. I feel like it didn't utilize tips as well as it should have. And the second half definitely dragged a bit. Yes. I'm going to give this one a five. A five. Wow. Let's see. Yeah, um, for me, it was also, it stinks. I, I, I did feel like seating was decent. Yeah. Um, I feel like this was a, a 5.5. Okay. Yeah. Um, the second half, though, did drag it down. Like, if we had two parts that were equal to the greatness of the first part, I'd be all about it. Yeah, it would have been a lot stronger. But here we are. So that's the dangers of doing two segments in one episode though. They yep. might not always land. Mm-hmm. Or they like, they just felt uneven. They did feel uneven. what we got. So, all right. So there's seating and tryouts done and over with Ren. All right. So um, anything else regarding this episode think... or anything else? I feel like we've covered everything, right? What are we, what are we yeah. reviewing next week? Uh, so next week, yeah, let's let's take a look and see what Ned is giving tips on uh, next week. Ned's episode list. Uh, so next week, we'll be watching season one, episode five, which is titled Crushes and Dances, which sounds like those two things will be related, potentially. It does. I hope so. That sounds like a potentially great premise for an episode. Mm-hmm. 
yeah. Um, should be fun, I yeah. think. Don't quite know where they're going to go, but dances are always fun episodes. And this one's written by Paul Hohen, who doesn't have uh, a clickable name on Wikipedia. Uh, he does, actually, if you scroll up a bit. Oh, he okay. directed Read It and Weep. Oh, that's right. It's this guy. His bachelor party, remember? Oh. <laughs> oh, yeah. I remember Paul. Yeah. Yeah. He probably, yeah. What a night. What a time. All right. Uh, thank you all so much for listening, for making it this far. Uh, if you like what you heard, you can like us on Facebook. Uh, tell your friends. Right? Please tell, tell all your friends. Tell your, if even strangers, you could tell. Uh, if you play video games online, you could tell the people you meet online. Like if you're playing Sea of Thieves, you could introduce mm-hmm. them to Bryce and Ren. Yeah, you could say, hey, have you have you heard of Bryce and Ren? And they'll say, likely no. And then that's when you can plug it. So, uh, yeah. No, but thank you all so much for listening. Uh, you can find us on all of our social medias. Uh, if you are watching along with us, check out the feedback forms. Also, um, Ren, you and I got to talk off podcast at one point about the mailer. Yes. So, yeah, because that'll be uh, happening relatively soon, too. So, all right. Uh, well, thank you all so much and have a great rest of your day. I hope you enjoy the Brothers Garcia reboot when uh, it releases on HBO Max eventually. Take care, everyone. Bye bye. <laughs>